Okay, let me turn my volume up too. That might help you all to hear me better. Okay, uh, welcome everybody. I hope you're all having a good evening. I'm Reverend Anna Jones, and thank you so much for participating this evening. There's many, many registered. There's over 750 people registered now for this series of global transmissions from Archangel Michael. Um, but not all participate live, so I really, really will, uh, thank you for participating live, those of you who are logging on and who will continue to be logging in over over time here. So, And then, of course, most people participate, the majority of people participate uh, through listening to these through the <clears throat> Celestial Voice podcast. So if you're new and you haven't uh, joined in before or haven't listened to any of the podcasts, I'm Reverend Anna Jones, and um, all of the messages uh, from this series of Archangel Michael and more are um, in the podcast, not uh, anywhere near the volume of which I have in my archives, but um, it's called the Celestial Voice Podcast, and uh, those of you who um, haven't heard it yet, please do. Uh, it can be accessed through iTunes. You can literally just go onto iTunes, click into the podcast section, or just put into the search engine there on iTunes, the Celestial Voice Podcast with Anna Jones, and it'll come up. And all of the messages have been podcast there from this year, last year, and uh, the previous year, and a little bit from the archives. Uh, I, it's going to take me a long time to get more and more messages put in from the archives, but um, all of the ones from this year are there. And uh, I highly recommend that you listen to it again, even if you participate live actually um, I do think however there is something special about the the live participation um, the 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 alignment uh, the energetic connection that we feel when we're all joining our energies uh, together at once uniting our light is the way that um, I like to describe it unite your light is the the call that uh, Archangel Michael uh, basically kind of um, gave me to to call everybody together together to to unite unite our light um so uh, I'm happy to uh, you know have the podcast and have that available to everybody. But these uh, these these evenings in which we join together and do this, uh, it is it is quite special. In fact, it's quite common actually uh, that people uh, report to me. I get emails and comments and things that come in um, afterwards, usually of, of of how people are not only in, in gratitude and thankful for it, but 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 saying that they they felt like even though they may have not asked any questions themselves out loud uh, that he was speaking directly to them the things that they needed to hear or things pertaining to things going on into their life that's actually a very common thing uh, that I get uh, response wise and comments of people people sent me as well as uh, another very common thing is people feeling Archangel Michael's uh, presence very strongly palpable during listening to the recordings it can happen as well especially if you participate right so there's participation uh, that is there that's meant to be a part of this experience it's literally meant to be an experience with Archangel Michael it's not meant to just be uh, something that is um, like a, a lecture type of thing that's a listen to however it's, it's totally up to you you'll get the most out of it if you participate in the experience 
sense of it. Um, but if you want to just listen to it, take notes from it, that's also your prerogative. You'll just just know that you'll get the most from the energetic experience, whether you're listening live or whether you're even doing it through the recording. Uh, if you participate and through that participation, uh, the, have the experience that it's ultimately uh, meant to give you because the experience is to have you be able to receive on a very deep level. Um, that This is all instructions that were basically given to me through very deep work that I do um, in meditative trance state. Um, of which uh, I've been doing for many, many decades now. Um, there's a lot of uh, podcasts that are there, especially last year, year before, in which I do a longer intro into myself and my history and how I got, how I began doing all of this. How I didn't, I don't feel like it's. Uh, I explained many times that it, it, uh, it was a work that called to me rather than something that I just said I'm going to choose to do this, like most people do with their their work or their career path, it really was um, a calling and something that I felt called to do, asked to do, um, to, to be in this work and, and receiving messages uh, since a very young age uh, for myself and uh, for others uh, since the age of 14, receiving um, message transmissions from the angelic realm, from angels, guides, and guardians working with people uh, during, especially during healing experiences when I was doing uh, energy healing, spiritual healing work uh, as a teenager um, and beginning at the age of 14 and the, the, the messages were short at first and I've just been uh, following this uh, intuitive guidance clear audience experiences as well as this direct experience that we're all going to have today to guide I was guided to develop it to the to, to, to where it is today to to the degree in which it is today uh, being told all along that I have this gift and this ability to to do this work as a deep trance medium for the angelic realm and especially for Archangel Michael but it's not just Archangel Michael that I work with from the angelic realm um, nor uh, are the angels the only ones that I'm able to work with on those spiritual levels as well. Um, all kinds of uh, and types of spiritual masters, spiritual guides, guardians of all types uh, can come through in the private sessions that I do for people and those are offered through my website um, of which it's your angels and your guides that's the way my particular ability works in private session that come through and answer your questions. But this is a global session. This uh, request uh, that came from Archangel Michael to do these transmissions is a, is a global um, session, uh, making it available to as many people as possible uh, for free, making the podcast available for free. However, if you are getting a lot out of this and you feel like uh, you want to give something back in return, uh, you're always welcome to do so through the page where you registered and the uh, AnnaJonesOnline.com, the main homepage also there at the bottom, you'll find a donation link if you feel like making a donation to help to contribute uh, to getting this uh, this work, uh, continuing this work and getting these messages out into out into the world. And even he, he, Archangel Michael says that even the people who aren't listening to these either live or on recording, he says that at this time um, that he's asked to do these transmissions, they're called Global 
transmissions and not just messages because he's doing energy work he's sending energy work to everyone and to the planet there's energy work that's being done at these times and um, this year it was asked to be done on the 21st um, this is the approximate time period that the Sun does transit uh, from one zodiac sign into another zodiac sign as as it's moving um, through the zodiac uh, it's approximately around the 20th 21st uh, that time period so this year he asked for them to be on the 21st previous years it was the 20th um, and I finding that they're either lining up with equinoxes and solstices uh, or falling near other sacred times so what I'm going to do is um, share with you a little bit about uh, what I feel is energetically uh, connected um, with this and then also what I feel is energetically going on uh, and what I'm aware of energetically going on let's put it that way um, with the so to call the, the I call it the energy weather report when we deal with astronomical cosmological uh, sacred celestial events um, that are a part of our they're influencing all of us energetically they, they impact the energy fields of the planet the energy fields of all beings here on earth so there, there is a way consciously or unconsciously that these um, energies have an impact on us and I always feel that there's something that he's doing energetically to help us um, with the energies that we're currently experiencing and the energies that are currently uh, you know happening and then the ones that are coming in and especially the ones that are going to be kind of coming in over the next uh, course of the next like, like the month between now and the time of the next transmission because there's actually um, there's actually the November 21st transmission and the December 21st transmission that are left in this series so if you signed up for this you're actually signed up for all of them you'll be sent a reminder for it you can always unsubscribe at any time by clicking the unsubscribe button at the end of any email but um, you'll be sent a reminder that there'll be the November 21st first transmission and the December 21st transmission whenever he's doing these series I feel that there is a there's a, a series of these uh, this energy work that he's doing right so um, there's something that he's helping to kind of take us through um, prepare us for help us align integrate in fact integration has been what he called his theme for this year um, and uh, I am always interested if he wants to explain more tell us more uh, if there's anything further that he wants to reveal about that theme for the year that he's talked about um, the theme of integration um, another theme that he's been speaking on, and I'm, I'll, I'll share a little bit of that too when we get into some of the questions, um, has to do with um, the, the, the virtues. And so uh, I'll also kind of put that out there right now uh, as a question to him. I'm going to be kind of putting out questions formally and informally during this introductory stage one part of our experience together. Um, and that's a part of the, actually the process the angels gave me years ago for making this kind of contact and doing this kind of communication work uh, with them for bringing through these transmissions uh, is, to, is to never approach them without questions and to just put the questions out there before beginning the formal process uh, that they've given me and then guiding everybody through that formal process which I will be guiding us all through um, and I'll explain that all the steps of that process and I'll explain everything to you all, all along the way for those of you who are brand new to my work everybody every time there's always new people joining in um, 
um, who are brand new to uh, to this to this calling. I literally do consider it um, a part of my ministry. I, I call it my the angelic part of my ministry. There's the healing part of my ministry, and uh, there's also the, the the core, what I call the 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 heart or the sacred heart aspect of my ministry, which is do, doing work as an interfaith minister, helping people from all walks of life, from every faith and, and, and spiritual tradition, uh, you know, that I've worked with, um, people from all over of all, of all different paths, basically, uh, deepen their personal relationship with the divine. Um, and then there's the healing aspect of my ministry. And then there's this whole aspect of my ministry that this ties into, which I call my angelic ministry. So, um, really being able to just be of service, right? So, um, I was like, put the questions out there so that I can be an instrument for serving and whatever I can do to help serve and facilitate. And so the question that I have is if there's anything further that he wants to speak to us in regards to the subject of virtues, because uh, like I said, that's been another um, not just ongoing theme of his for this year. He said reintegration slash reintegration uh, was his theme for 2022 or actually from from actually, it's, I, I believe it was the spring equinox through the spring equinox, but I'll have to go back and check that for sure. But that's the way my, my memory is remembering it. Um, but, uh, you know, it, the, 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 the messages that he's been speaking through about the virtues has been um, ongoing uh, for, for a while now. Um, throughout last year, uh, messages uh, from the year before that, there were a few messages even from before that, in which he's been giving some very unique teachings on the subject of the virtues. So I want to um, put that out there and welcome him to do that. But before I go deeper into what other questions that I have for all of us for this evening, I told you I was going to just uh, touch on some of the um, cosmological celestial events that are going to be energetically um, affecting all of us between now and the, this transmission and the time of the next transmission. Um, and it's going to be uh, just like this last month has been. <laughs> I can't even believe it's been so powerful. Uh, there's been so much uh, fast-moving energy, uh, so powerful for me. I can't even believe it's been a month uh, since the since the equinox. I'm just sitting here, my, my my mind just can't even wrap myself around. It's like really, it's been a month already. It seems like I just did the equinox transmission, uh, which was on September the 21st, right? So it's like, didn't I just do this the fall equinox September transmission? Yes, but it's already been a month already. And there's been so much, so much rapid, uh, you know, just quick energy uh, in my life. I don't know if it's been happening for all of you, but I anticipate that it has because of something that he's been talking about for a long time that he refers to as the quickening, which I'll talk about a little bit more here uh, in a minute. But also because of all this, this, this very, very active uh, time of the year that we're in, we're in one of the, I think, the most uh, energetically active time of the year. There's always at least one. Um, so Oftentimes there's more than that, but uh, there's always at least one very, very active time for cosmological uh, celestial events and energies to be kind of like focused and uh, really um, amplified, which amplifies everything else that we do. Um, it, so that includes amplification of the light and am amplification of that, which is, uh, you know, the, 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 the helpful energy for all of us and the energy that, that helps us thrive. And then also the, the, the struggle 
struggles, the difficulties, the fears, uh, amplification of, of conflict, all of those energies as well can take place, especially during retrograde time periods. We are out of some of the key retrogrades that I was talking about on the September 21st one. So that's good. Some of that energy has shifted out, um, but we're still in, um, we're still in some. It's not just anywhere near where it was before. However, uh, the energy, if you still feel like, oh, so the retrogrades are over, but why do things still feel um, maybe as energetically tense or intense or just uh, powerful or potent to you? Um, that it's because we're just now beginning eclipse season. So uh, the retrogrades kind of led us into uh, and are still ushering us into the ones that are still there, uh, ushering us into the beginning of eclipse season, which now this transmission tonight is basically on the, the very early cusp of. Um, the new moon is going to be on October the 25th. So uh, this is the 24th. So the four, four days from now on October the 25th will be the new moon and it's going to be a partial solar eclipse at that time. Solar eclipses always happen on new moons. Lunar eclipses always happen on full moons. That part is not an unusual in any way. It's just the way that they have to align, right? Um, the, in or, the alignments have to happen in a certain way and at a certain time in order for eclipses to even occur. Um, they do come in pairs. Uh, that part is also something that um, is, um, you know, something that... It, normally happens when it comes to these celestial events. Uh, they, they can come in more than pairs. There can actually be three uh, aligned, but there's two. Um, there's going to be followed by the full moon lunar eclipse on November the 8th, um, Tuesday, November the 8th, which here in the United States is a, a, a very, very high charge day uh, because of it being uh, election day here in the United States. So uh, that ought to be very interesting um, adding to again amplifying whatever energy we put out right so all of these things they they have their own energies yes the sun the moon the earth, they have their own energies. The way, the way the alignments happen, they have their own energies. Uh, and I'm not getting into the astrology of all that because I'm not an astrologer and I highly encourage you to look up some good ones that might explain some of that if you'd like to know more about it. But um, I'm more interested in the energetic impact of it all um, and, and the way that uh, we energetically respond to it, to, to never be afraid of any of them because there's nothing to be afraid of. They, these in, celestial energy and events they they're as natural to us as uh, the natural cycles of day and night you know here on earth right um, the natural cycles of the tides and you know the just the natural cycles uh, within our bodies the natural cycles of our breath etc they're as natural as that um, but to be aware of right uh, so the reason why I even share it with you is okay anything that he's talking about if, he, if Archangel Michael brings up anything in fact I want to ask him and also I'm putting out some questions I got a lot of questions to put out to him tonight so we'll see what he ends up responding to but I always uh, like to ask him if there's anything about these particular celestial events and the energies of any of them that he feels we need to do something if he feels that there's some spiritual practice perhaps that's a highly recommended you know for for aligning ourselves because we want to just um, not be afraid we want to be aware we want to be in alignment we want to be consciously aware of what the energy is and that the energies are being 
being amplified and we want to be consciously aware of what energy we are putting out and we are putting in, right? So we're bringing in and that we are putting out. So we're bringing in and, and consciously aware of what energy we're, we're, we're putting out. Thus, it's also, those, these also want to give you these dates. Those are also very good times for, um, for, for spiritual practices, uh, just like the solstices and the equinox are, full moons, new moons. Uh, these things are all powerful times for spiritual practices in which those spiritual practices are amplified right so if you're doing prayers for peace those 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 practices are amplified if you're doing meditations for compassion for love for healing etc uh that you 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 are aligning with those energies and you're using them to amplify um in addition there is and i don't have that much information about it so far i haven't had time to look it up but um those of you who participate Participated in last month's transmission, global transmission, um, you would have heard Archangel Michael, um, you know, reference something about uh, September 22nd related to a special opening and activation that wasn't just limited to that day, but that was beginning that day um, for soulmates and twin souls and for relationships of all kind that are love-based uh, uh, relationships. Um, and so uh, I was very curious curious about this. I, I had I heard him mention it in private session work uh, to some of my clients prior. Uh, and so I asked him about it last time. He did speak a little bit about it. I'm definitely putting a question out there this time. If he would like to tell us more, that would be great. I've been looking, trying to um, figure out like if there was something that was happening uh, celestially or cosmologically um, in, around that time or on that on that day I've not found anything exactly on that day but I've definitely have come across something just recently so recent that I still don't know that much about it yet um, but it does seem that there is some kind of um, star of Venus not the not the planet Venus but the this the star pattern that's that Venus makes through its movements I, I again I'm not an astrologer so I don't know exactly and I'm in the process of researching this and for those of you who come who are interested in this come to the Archangel Michael study group and I'll see uh, the one that I'm going to do after this transmission because on the second Tuesday of every month after the transmission we do a study of this tra this transmission from this month right so it'll be the second Tuesday in November that I'll have the Archangel Michael study group and we'll do a study of this message and I'll have more information about what this star of Venus 250 year cycle is. Uh, supposedly it is um, moving into a sign that... Um, is very favorable towards relationships and uh, very favorable towards you know enhancing love and enhancing intimate relationships etc uh, whatever it is it's a 250 year cycle beginning now and a 250 year cycle ending an old 250 year cycle ending when I heard of it Again, I hate to even mention it when I don't know enough about it to even speak about it, but I wanted to let you know because when I heard of it, it immediately thought of, hmm, is this something, I'm, I'm actually bringing it in because I want to ask about it, right? So is this something that is connected to what he was talking about last month uh, in regards to uh, the the shift that he said was going to be happening starting September 22nd, 2022, and a, and a whole portal, so to speak, opening um, that is going to be about 
about relationships of all kinds and natures and especially impacting um, twin soul and soulmate relationships. So I'm really bringing it up in order to put it out there as a question, uh, even because I don't know that much about it. And I would love to see if, if it is connected uh, to that, if you'd like to respond to that. Again, we put these, I put these questions out there. Um, they're just open inquiries, you know, just kind of releasing them knowing that he's knowing that he's aware knowing that he's listening knowing that he's you know uh has the total freedom to pick and choose what he wants to respond to or not he completely could ignore uh some of these things that i'm asking and not answer them at all and sometimes he answers everything there's a lot of questions to get through for tonight because i have my own and then there's some that, that got submitted from the study group members in fact for those of you who do decide to participate in the study group next month or the month after um not only do you get a transcript of this message from tonight and we, we study it and I bring in things that kind of helps us look at it uh, even more and get a deeper understanding about it and integrate it into our lives but um, the study group members also get to uh, put in input some questions email me uh, some questions for the global transmissions uh, they're, they're not personal questions uh, the questions are like the questions I'm asking here right now they're questions for everybody right they're questions that that help um, everybody in, in knowing them or hearing them. Um, so I just wanted to ask if there's anything about that that he wanted to reveal. Um, and then during, right in the between, right, so the October 28th uh, partial solar eclipse and the November 8th um, full moon lunar eclipse, right in between the two is um, that powerful midway point or halfway point between the equinox and the solstice, uh, between the fall equinox and the winter solstice, that halfway point is on the day that we know of and call Halloween. Um, also known as Samhain, Samhain. These are different pronunciations, different names that have been given and pronunciations of the names that have been given uh, to to that halfway point, that very special halfway point. It is a time when the veil between the spiritual world and the material world, um, there have been legends for thousands of years that, that the veil between those worlds um, is very, very thin. It's a very important time for um, ancestral work as well, uh, com communicating with uh, ancestors, spirit guides, very good time for an ancestral healing, um, you know, anything pertaining to any healing that you feel like you need to do uh, from your ancestral line or from, you know, things that you're dealing with that are family patterns, uh, etc. I will make a quick announcement. There's a couple of quick announcements that I'll make too as I'm going through these questions um, that on, um, like I did last year and the previous year, uh, I'm going to be leading here on Zoom um, a guided soul journey. Um, Journey, doing journeying work. It's like meditation, only even deeper. The goal is to create almost a, uh, a conscious dream type of experience uh, for you in which uh, you're able to work with um, and, and connect with, uh, for sure, connect with more deeply in a conscious way, your spirit guides and your ancestors. So it's an ancestor spirit guide soul journey. And that is on the events page right now. It's currently up on the events page of my AnnaJonesOnline.com um, website, and you can register for that and get the recording for it. If you're not going to be able to participate live, it is going to be on Halloween night. I believe it's at seven or eight p.m. Eastern time. Not sure, don't remember which one it was, um, but it's up there on the website. It says what what the day and what the time. So Halloween night, I think it's eight p.m. Eastern time. 
that journey for doing some of that work and the emphasis every time it, it, it's going to be different every year just slightly different and the difference at this in the journey i'm going to be leading this time is going to be um around healing uh the 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 ancestral healing and healing with our spirit guides and guardians um okay so then the other thing so this is the are you getting the feel for like oh wow you know we're just coming out of this intense retrograde period we're still in some retrogrades is kind of ushering us into uh, this uh, eclipse season where these eclipses are going to happen with Halloween <laughs> or Samhain being right in the middle, that midway point between the equinox and the solstices, which is a major turning point. It's actually the beginning of winter tide. Um, that's how strong of a turning point it is. Yes, it seems like it's mid-fall to everybody, but the ancients understood it. Many, many ancient peoples understood it at the beginning of the winter season, like the beginning of that energy starting to roll in, uh, the beginning of what I call it winter tide um so and then uh so the eclipse ending in november 8th you think okay after november 8th is everything going to kind of energy energetically calm down and settle down i would say after 11 11 um which is later on that same week after the 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 full moon lunar eclipse now not all of these eclipses will be visible in the united states you'll have to look up when they're happening and what time they're happening in your area and if they're visible in your area because i do know that people from all over the world listen to the podcast and sign up for the for this uh, transmission but um i i would say it's the 11 11 and after we reach that 11 11 um uh, uh i would say uh yeah activation that's happening the activations that happen on 11 11 um i would say after that is when things sh could <laughs> could and should um energetically uh calm down enough for us to kind of integrate the high transformational like it's very trans the, all those energies also not only are they amplifying things but they're highly transformational in fact i want to ask archangel michael tonight if there's something it, you know that would be good for us to you know harness this transformational energy uh and to be able to focus it on something you know should we focus it in some way should we focus on something during this time period is another one of my questions that i have to him um uh you know th that there you know between now and the time of this uh, at least definitely between now and the and the uh the 11th um uh, but but between now and the time of the uh the next transmission even so uh uh, that's another question I'm putting out there. Um, and then one final announcement. It doesn't have anything to do with the uh, sacred events or celestial time happening right now, but it's something I'm really excited about. And I had some pretty profound uh, synchronicities happen today in regards to, so I felt like, uh, and especially right like the hour right before um, the, the transmission, before I logged on for the transmission tonight, um, is some things falling into place, things starting to align for me to um, lead another uh, retreat, uh, spiritual pilgrimage, soul journey uh, to Mount Saint Michel in Normandy, France next year. Uh, so I'm just going to put out a quick save the date uh, to all of you who've been interested in that, because um, I know that some of you have over the years uh, been following my work um, for next year, uh, September the 28th through October the 5th, 2023. So that's the save the date. Uh, for those of you who might be interested in that sacred journey to one of Archangel Michael's sacred sites on earth, uh, which is in Normandy, France, called Mont Saint-Michel. All right, um, so I've got through all of my questions. Well, except for I think I had one more, and then I have some of the ones to read that I'll just pretty quick, quickly read and put out there, and then we'll get, begin. Um, let's see, what was the other one? 
that I had, sorry. Um, okay. Oh yeah, okay, one of the questions that I had was pertaining to, he was talking about twin souls and um, soulmates uh, last time in the last message for briefly. Um, I already asked some things in follow-up to that, but uh, he referred to uh, a process with twin souls and twin flames, um, there being a sacred alchemy process. And I was just intrigued by that. Um, I feel like he's, of course, talking about an energy alchemy, not a chemical alchemy. Um, and of course, anything pertaining to alchemy is um, profound transformation. Ultimately, if it's uh, true alchemy, it's transmutation where things like completely change um, and transfiguration even. So transmutation and transfiguration can happen. So um, yeah, so if there's anything further he wanted to say uh, on that subject, I thought that would be of interest. Okay, so now let me just read through uh, some of the other questions that were sent in by study group members. Um, so one person um, actually reminded me that I wanted to ask about... He said a statement last time too that not all thoughts need to be thought, right? That not all thoughts we think need to be thought. And it really stood out to me. It was like really intriguing. Um, it, because most of the time we don't feel like we control that, right? Most of the time we don't feel like we control what thoughts come into our heads. So I wanted to just ask him for any further elaboration he might have on that as well. So then the question that being submitted by one of the study group members has to do with uh, the 12 dimensions uh, that Archangel Michael has mentioned in many previous messages uh, that there are 12 dimensions in this universe, um, 12 dimensions uh, of which scientists know about 11. Um, and that there's still a dimension that's unknown to us, but she's asking here if he could name and explain the 12 dimensions to us. Um, and uh, in addition, how is entanglement or what's called quantum entanglement uh, involved uh, in the 12 dimensions or with the 12 dimensions? That's quite a profound question. So very intriguing question there. Yes, it seems like it'd be very advanced, but we'll see what he has to say about it um, if he chooses to answer it. Uh, and then let's see if there's anything else on here. Um, I think that was it. So that's that looks like it on this one. Yeah. Okay, if I miss something, I apologize. Um, I will highlight in the future. Uh, and if anything I'm missing from tonight, uh, from anyone, I will make sure to uh, put it in with next time. Okay, then the next person um, I got questions from asked, and this is a question I think has been asked before, but maybe it hasn't been answered, so we'll keep, we'll ask it. I, I, I'm okay with asking things again if they don't get answered very well. Um, she's asking if Archangel Michael can explain the eight limbs of yoga, known and especially the, the two known as the yamas and the niyamas uh, in context to the virtues. I do think it's an interest, very interesting question. Um, I think that maybe he has said a little bit on it, but if there's anything further, it sounds like she wants anything further. And then another question um, is that Archangel Michael in the past has spoke of balancing the masculine and the feminine uh, within ourselves. Uh, basically, Carl Jung called it the anima and the animus, that we have the inner masculine and the feminine. The, in Jungian terminology, the anima 
is the feminine and the animus is the masculine within us. So, um, and then the, the question goes on to say, is this aspect, uh, is this what is happening in our culture with the rise of the LBGTQ plus movement? Some have even adopted the pronouns they, them, and no longer wanting to use he, him, or she, her. Interesting question. We can see if it's, again, we're putting it out there, right? Um, could Archangel Michael further explain this along how we can de develop and better balance our own inner anima and animus within us? So that, again, that masculine and feminine aspect of who we are within us, okay? Good question. Um, and then uh, on the subject of entrainment, we have another question. So we have the question before on the dimensions and entanglement, and then this is on the, the subject of entrainment. Um, it says if he wants to contribute, if we want to contribute to a world of peace, healing, and light, how can we become instruments for this and to entrain this along with the virtues when the world seems to pull us into lower frequencies such as war, polarization, and disharmony? So basically, if we want to be able to set the entrainment pattern for peace and love and light, um, how to do so and along with the virtues uh, when it seems like the entrainment pattern keeps pulling us into other things. Uh, that's an excellent question. And then um, more than one person <laughs> uh, reminded me to ask about uh, something that he spoke of. So the fact that, um, you know, it seemed to be of interest for members in the study group as well as myself uh, that he spoke of that seemed to be pretty important. He's been speaking about the quickening and this is the last, the last thing before we get into the transmission. Um, so again, a, a pretty regularly, consistently, he references uh, something that he calls the great shift of the ages. Um, he's, he's called it many things. He's called it the great sacred union, um, and he's called it the quickening. Um, and that, that those are just some a few of the words over the years. It, ultimately, the angels um, and the messages that I've received have been speaking to me about this since 1987. Um, and it started just like, uh, increasing more and more uh, in the early 90s around the original 1111 activation uh, of 1992 when I was guided to lead some 1111 uh, event then just like I'm guided to lead an 1111 event this year 30 years later uh, here in Sonoma for anybody who's in California or going to be in California on 1111 I'll be leading an in-person event here uh, on that and then the messages just increased um, over time leading up to 2012 and the the, the 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 great shift of the ages the ending and the new beginning that 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 shifted uh, on the winter solstice of that year and the, the whole great shift of the ages entering into that new stage, that new paradigm, that new cycle that we're going further and further and deeper and deeper into. Uh, the new dawn, the new era, those are also have been terms that he's used over the years to uh, describe uh, something extraordinary. He even uses the words extraordinary uh, that we're all here to witness uh, as well as to be co-creative partners uh, in collaborators in uh, the, the co-creation of, right? Um, collaborative uh, co-creators uh, in, 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 in our part of it, uh, the, our part of it. We're not the only creator of it, uh, but we're playing a role in that. Um, re recently, in recent messages, he's been using the term the quickening a lot. Uh, and I think it's because uh, he, he says it feels as if things are speeding up and um, it feels as if time is speeding up and that there is some of it that literally that literally is. In fact, recently I just came across some articles that there literally has been some 
scientific evidence that there's been an increase in the spin of a quickened rotation uh, that, that's, that, that's been happening. Um, so he says the quickening, and he spoke, he's spoken about this, I think, every time this year, uh, but last year, last week, last month, he, last week, last month, um, he said that, uh, that the quickening was going to continue to accelerate. He's always saying it's not going to have an end anytime soon. Um, and uh, he mentioned that the the natural part of it is um, happening, and, and, it's, and that natural part of it is for the highest good. It's, a, it's for the highest good of all the planet. It's for the highest good of all beings. Um, he's always trying to remind us of this. Uh, but then he, he mentioned that there is there are those that are trying to um, accelerate in, in almost intentionally uh, things going, making things try to happen even faster. Uh, and he's spoken about this in other private messages to some of my private clients. Uh, if they needed to hear it again it's their angels their guides and it's only if if it's something that they needed to hear for some reason that these things come up um, and he referred to this uh, the, the the people that were involved in this conscious intentional accelerationism he referred to the acceleration accelerationism and uh, to them as accelerationists even though they may not use those words or those terms some of them may be um, doing it intentionally those are the ones that he was almost he's been almost issuing a, a, a warning of per se, even though I don't like to use that word because he doesn't do it that way. He doesn't do it in any kind of like fear-based way at all. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting to me because he is telling us to, um, to avoid it, <laughs> to not, to not do it. So I wanted to ask, and it was every person that I did get email from today was reminding, Hey, be sure to ask about this. Like, you know, it seemed to be of interest uh, to the people that were submitting too. So if there's anything further he wants to tell us about accelerationism and accelerationists uh, and what we need to be aware of, right? Be aware of, not beware, but be aware of, um, and also to make sure that we're not contributing to the unnatural, unhealthy uh, way in which things are being actually thrown off balance. He's described like some of this action uh, that we may do again intentionally or unintentionally uh, as kind of things that are helping throw things off off balance, uh, that the quickening itself does not have to be destabilizing, uh, does not have to be something that, um, you know, creates so much uh, turmoil and conflict uh, and destabilization, but um, that it's the combination of the way that we then can, again, consciously or unconsciously be working with our energies and things that people are intentionally doing with their energies that may be, uh, you know, causing some imbalance and disability alignment. He's always saying we're not energetically responding to it properly. This is something he's been talking about for um, for many uh, times that he, whenever he brings this up, right? So again, so I've been doing this for many, many, many years and you don't have to have listened to all of the other messages to have benefited from it. But um, if you do want to listen to some of them, some of them are up on the podcast. So um, yeah. All right. That covers everything. All right. Let's see what he has to say about these things. So the work that I do as a trance medium is um, I use the process that the angels gave me 
and um, they many 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 years ago, decades ago now, um, and they said to always use this process until they update it. And so unless they change it, I'll be continuing to to use it until they they tell me otherwise. Um, and so the process is something to again to guide you through, uh, to have you participate in as a participant, not just a listener, not just a watcher or an observer. You'll get the most out of it, and you'll have the experience of this uh, through through following along with me and participating along with me through these these different stages and steps. So the first, um, it's it's basically. Uh, four things done in five steps. So the four things are praising, asking, thanking, and receiving. Those are the, the, the and then back to, to praising is the fifth step. So the four things are asking, praising, asking, thanking, and receiving. Those are the four things. And they're done in five steps. Think of them like, like laid out on a circle, basically. Um, praising, asking, thanking, receiving, but then we got to come back full circle, right? Back to praising again. So praising, praising, asking, thanking, receiving, praising, right? So we're kind of going through a, a, a circle, a process, a, and bringing it full circle, bring it to completion. All right. Um, so the praising uh, part of it, the angels uh, have—they're uh, always in a state of this. They're all the, these beings of pure love. They're beings of pure light. They're beings that precede every religion in the world. Their existence, uh, their, the, the, the time of their origin, their 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 beginning, uh, is is older than any religion on the planet. Older than any of us. Any older than any species. Older than the planet itself. Uh, as far as uh, how how uh, ancient uh, these these beings of pure love and pure light are that are um, profound servants of the divine and serving humanity serving the earth in very profound ways Um, so they uh, they give me also not only this this process uh, that I always use uh, but they also um, gave me the the praise chant Uh, so when I'm invoking Archangel Michael uh, the name Mikael is what I use there's many different pronunciations uh, of his name throughout cultures and uh, throughout the world say for example Mont Saint Michel um, Mont Saint Michel is uh, Michel is Michael in French right uh, so it's the Mount of Saint Michael when I was talking about that earlier um, so the the night the name the pronunciation of Michael's name is Mikael that I use uh, with that emphasis on the L uh, L being an ancient Hebrew name for God that you'll find in the names of the Hebrew names of these beings because they also don't just belong to any one religion right because they precede all religions they don't just belong to any one religion either but we can know a lot about them through some of the angelology that exists in the world and uh, through some of the angelology that exists in some the spiritual traditions and through some of the names that exist for them including the 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 hebrew tradition uh being one of the sources where we can learn more about them um and i highly encourage you if you um are new to working with archangel michael and you're wanting to learn more about him uh to to study more about the just 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 who he is right so not just these these message transmissions um but also who he is uh for example um in the uh the story page or the shop page of my AnnaJonesOnline.com website, um, you'll find there's a Communicating with the Archangels series in which I give a, a class uh, on, on each of the Archangels as well as a message transmission about them, um, you know, from them, about them, uh, which is a very good way of learning about who these beings are. And then um, there's, of course, lots of books and things like that, including um, there's more that can be learned also through the book that 
I published called The Teachings of Archangel Michael, etc. But um, learn, learn more about them. Uh, it's fascinating and they're, they're amazing, amazing beings. So the chant will be Mikael, Mikael, Mikael uh, three times. And then Adonai Elohim, also ancient Hebrew names for God. These are ancient Hebrew names, both um, masculine and feminine. Uh, the, the masculine uh, are the most uh, obviously the Adonai, the, Elo, the, the Eloheinu, um, and then the Elohim uh, is actually um, plural. It's uh, God plural uh, as far as any gender associated with that word in linguistics because words have even gender associated with them in linguistics when you study languages and you study the origins of words and the origins of languages in linguistics. Um, so uh, Elohim is actually plural and, it, and, and it's it's almost like it's got everywhere and everything, masculine, feminine, etc, etc, etc. And the angels say that they are a part of that too, that expanded energy of the Elohim, uh, the, the Elohim of God, that they are part of that as well. And when we're seeing, even when we're saying because I'm going to chant um, out loud and I'm going to encourage you to again participate right so even when we're singing silently or out loud Mikael 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 we're not just calling upon we're not just like using that praise chant to connect with Archangel Michael we are but um, it has that name that sound vibration L in it so what the name Michael actually translates to or Mikael actually translates to or Michelle or you know whichever translation pronunciation we work with if it has that L in there then it's the he who is like unto God or he who is like God or he who is like unto to God and so it's also a divine invocation right so all of these things are um, connecting us with the energies of the divine and bringing it in in a very very powerful way that the divine names are unique for um, and so the Mikael 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 Adonai Elohim Adonai Eloheinu Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. That's the praise chant. I'll guide us and you can participate in with me. I'll be doing it out loud. Everybody's muted and nobody can hear anybody unless you're with somebody else in your room. But, um, you know, you're welcome to do it out loud or silently with me. But I please uh, ask that everybody participate if possible. And then in addition, um, uh, after the praise chant, uh, then I'm going to guide you seamlessly after I'm finished doing the praise chant. I'll seamlessly guide us into the, um, the invocation the asking portion right um, and I'll take us kind of step through step uh, through just a prayer uh, a prayer of invocation where we're asking uh, for Archangel Michael to come and to answer these questions uh, give us any guidance any support really giving him permission to speak to us about anything ultimately that he feels is for our highest good to know right now and that's the most important question is is out of everything that's been asked, we're just like releasing, letting that, that all go now and giving him permission to speak to us freely about anything that he feels is for our highest good to know right now. Um, and then from the asking, I'll guide us seamlessly into the gratitude prayer. Um, and the first gratitude prayer will be for gratitude for Archangel Michael and then a gratitude prayer directly to the divine for all the blessings in our lives. And then um, I'll guide us seamlessly. Uh, so just kind of take us step by step and won't, there won't be any stops or breaks in between um, into the receiving. And it's in the receiving that um, he wants us all to just relax and allow ourselves to go into a deep listening 
listening meditation. Um, that's what I'm doing. I'm going into a deep trance state, uh, which is the place right before sleep. Uh, you don't have to go that deep if you don't want to. That's fine. But just let yourself, you know, close your eyes, relax, uh, and, and just open to receive, to listen to whatever it is that is coming through, whatever energy is coming through, whatever words are coming through, to also just open yourself to feel any, any healing, any connection that may be coming through for you personally. Uh, it is really an opportunity for you, you to all receive directly from Archangel Michael, not just what's coming through me. Only the vocal part of the transmission is coming through me. There's so much more of the energetic part of the transmission that he's sending all, to all of you directly um, and to the earth itself. So it's, it's, it's very special. This is, it's a, it is a very special uh, opportunity for connection, communion, communication with Archangel Michael. And it's in that receiving while you're relaxing and you're going into a meditative listening state that I go into that trance state is as if my energy expands out and this energy comes in. Archangel Michael's energy comes in. And like I said, I'm, uh, I'm allowing my voice to just be used as an instrument to, uh, to have it speak through, to have him speak through, um, my voice and, uh, deliver the vocal part of the, the, the transmission for tonight, tonight's transmission. Okay. All right. Um, I'm hearing it at the same time you're hearing it. I'm also seeing, uh, sometimes feeling things. Uh, it's pretty, it can be pretty just, um, incredible, uh, mystical experience <laughs> that I have with these beings. Um, the, and any, and then I'll bring us up out of it after he's done speaking. So as soon as he's finished speaking, I will have us do, I like to throw in a little bit of gratitude because I just feel so grateful at the end and then I'll, um, complete the circle, right? So we'll come, we'll come back from the receiving back to the praising, but we're just going to do Adonai Elohim at the end, just very quickly, maybe just a couple, two, three times, um, just to complete the process, make it full circle with Adonai Elohim. And then the last thing, uh, right after, as I'm starting to come up out of it and I'm bringing all of you up out of the meditation, um, and I'm coming out of the trance state is I will share if there's anything that really stood out, if there were any strong visuals that I got. Sometimes there's a little bit, sometimes there's a lot, sometimes there's nothing, but whatever it is that I want to comment on afterwards, um, I'll comment on it and then we'll be finished for the night. Okay. And um, everybody can comment too at that third part, at that last part. Uh, I, I, I don't uh, ch check the, it's just hard for me. I'll check the Q&A and anything anybody wrote in there and any comments or questions anybody has um, at the end um, uh, is, is when, I'll, when I'll do that. Okay. All right. This is hard for me to get out of the, out of the, the, the rhythm. All right. So let's just right now make ourselves comfortable. We're going to sit back, close our eyes, and we're going to begin by just taking some long, slow, deep breaths in order to center ourselves. And now I'm going to guide us through the invocation, the praise, and then uh, all of the steps I just told you about. We'll begin the praise chant. Adonai Elohim, 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 Ad
So I'll begin and you can please just join in with me silently or out loud. from the praising into the asking. So please follow along silently now with me as I take us through this invocation part of the prayer. So the next step is we're going to silently all together call upon the presence of divine love and divine light, evoking it from within ourselves and invoking it from above and all around, from directly the source of all love and light. The presence of the divine. Mm. 
And then let's silently, all together, ask that we be protected and connected by divine love and divine light, both personally and collectively. Knowing that we are already connected and one family, one human family of spirit, we can ask to consciously at this time have our love and light consciously connected in a circle of love and light, a circle of love that extends across any space and time that may seem to be distance between us. A circle of light that again spans across any distance, any space, and time. Through time zones, through time periods, even for those listening to this later on in time as recordings. That that love and light that unites us, that connects us, penetrate through space and time keeping us all safe, protected, and connected in love and divine light. And the next part of the asking invocation is I want us to now silently call upon Archangel Michael in whatever way feels right to you personally. We ask that Archangel Michael will come in and connect with each one of us personally and collectively and globally with the planet itself. So with all of us collectively as humankind and with all beings in the planet itself globally. Call upon Archangel Michael and invoke his presence in Ask him to come forward today with his global transmission, his global energy transmission. And ask him also to speak through a message transmission as part of that global transmission. Responding to any or all of the questions that have been put forth here tonight. Anything about these things that he feels would be for our highest good to share and for our highest good to know. Ask him to reveal whatever can be revealed. And ask Archangel Michael to share with us anything that he feels is for our highest good, the highest good of all humanity, the highest good of all on the planet at this time. Anything that he wishes to transmit energetically, anything he wishes to transmit through message. That's for our highest good. And then we're going to move into the thanking. 
So next I want us to continue in silent prayer, to send out a silent prayer of gratitude to Archangel Michael. You can do it in whatever way feels right to you, but we want to thank Archangel Michael for all that he is, all that he does, known and unknown to us. Then the next part of the gratitude prayer in finishing it is to send out a prayer of thankfulness and appreciation directly to the divine in whatever relationship, whatever way you have a connection with the divine, just send it out directly for all of the blessings of life, offering gratitude for the blessings of life, the blessings in your life and the blessing of life itself. Uh, so we send out those gratitude prayers now in silence. And then we're going to deepen our breathing. We're moving now from the thanking into the receiving. So I want you to just relax even more now. Deepen your breathing. Let yourself relax into a quiet meditative listening state. And just remain in a meditative listening state all throughout the time that the message is coming through. The recording can be your notes. You can take notes from it later. But I want you to just allow yourself... If possible, just allow yourself to receive, receive from Archangel Michael at this time. I'm going to go deeper now into my silent meditation, my silent trance state meditation. Until the next words will be the vocal part of the transmission coming through. It is I, the Archangel Michael, connecting my heart to your heart and serving in whatever role that I can play, connecting all hearts. I know that I am not the connector. That is why I can say that there is only a role that I can play. 
a role of amplification. A role where I add my energy, just like the celestial energies and the cosmic forces and the celestial bodies add their energies to amplify. Because everyone and everything in all of creation has a role to play in the whole of creation. And so I can add and bring in and bring forth my energies to amplify the heart connections that you already have, that you already share. When things are amplified, it is possible if you are not overwhelmed. And that's the important part of remaining in balance during heightened times of energetic activity, heightened times of highly transformational and transmutational activities and events. That you stay aligned, that you stay in balance, so that you are not overwhelmed. Because when you are not overwhelmed, that amplification can become something that awareness and consciousness is enhanced by. You can become so much more conscious, awake and aware of the interconnectedness that you are all a part and parcel of, the oneness that you are all an integral part of. And the oneness, the one field that the heart field creates, that the energy field of your hearts and your spirits and your souls working through your hearts creates. There's a collective energy field of the collective mind. Yes. But there's also the collective energy field of the collective heart. And I bring forth my energy today to amplify that. To amplify that. Because it is becoming increasingly important as the quickening advances, as the quickening continues, not just at this level, but as it continues to advance. As the quickening advances, it becomes increasingly more important, more and more important. To connect, not just in your heart, not just with your heart, but into the collective heart. The one heart that you all share, the heart energy field that is your collective heart field 
and the heart that I have spoken of in previous messages. The most sacred aspect of the heart. The heart of the heart. The deepest, most inner sanctum. Core of the heart. Which serves as the seat of your soul. And where the divine resides within. Guides from within, speaks from within. The hearts must be open. Healed and open. In my last transmission through this channel, I spoke about a sacred process to use and to work with for communication in any and all relationships that you have in which you need communication support or assistance in saying or communicating about difficult subjects or conflictual subjects or even just very very deep conversations that need to be had and sometimes you don't know where to begin. I spoke about this process last time in great detail and named the process the sacred pause practicing the sacred pause and I am continuing in this message to use it myself in the way that I am communicating perhaps not as much because in the last message I wished to introduce it as a spiritual practice that can be used for many different things to benefit you and I wish to introduce it because it is also a spiritual practice to help you with the quickening. It can not just be seen for relationships. It cannot just be used only exclusively for difficult conversations and as a communication tool. It can also be used, as I suggested and as I described last time, for helping your nervous system and your hormonal systems, helping you to move and pace yourself, keeping yourself in a rhythm that is not necessarily slowing down, but it is about aligning. It may feel as if practicing the sacred pause is slowing down. The energies are still moving just as fast. 
The quickening is happening regardless of how fast or slow you are speaking or how fast or slow you are doing things. The quickening is happening regardless if you are doing nothing or if you are doing very many multitasks of things. The quickening is a rapid current of energy that is expanding through the universe, expanding through the solar system, expanding in all worlds, and is impacting and affecting each and every world uniquely. And there is a very unique, distinct and extraordinary way in which it is impacting the earth, the entire planet, yourselves, your race, your species, and all species upon it. This quickening is happening regardless of how fast you speak or how slow you speak. So it is not about slowing down or going faster. And this is another misinterpretation that is made, especially when you are unconscious of it. Because unconsciously, it seems to be driving many of you to feel like you have to be doing more, 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 and to feel like you have to constantly be doing, 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 going, going, going. As if you have to be constantly in a quickened and heightened and accelerated action mode. And I'm not saying that action isn't a part of it. Action and inaction are always a part of life. They are yin and yang of each other. Action and inaction are two polarities. They are two poles. like the North Pole and the South Pole, yin and yang, two polarities, action and inaction. Inaction in and of itself can be an action, and action in and of itself can lead to inaction. Just like yin and yang, the yin and yang symbol, known to the ancients, In almost every culture, even though they had different names for it and the symbols may have been described and drawn slightly differently than the way that the Chinese symbol is drawn. But each also carries within the other aspects of the other. Within action is an inaction, within inaction is action. And in action, when experienced and taken to, especially to an extreme, will lead to action and vice versa. In action, when experienced for a long period or taken to an extreme, will lead to action. Action, when experienced, taken to a strong extreme, will lead to inaction. You need the combination of both in your lives, just like you need the North Pole and the South Pole playing their roles.
doing their parts uniquely. They are intertwined, they are interconnected in those roles in a way in which is too profound to even have words to describe to you. They are not the same, but they are one with each other. Action is not the same as inaction. But they are part of the same whole. They are part of the same whole. And it is absolutely necessary to periodically, as the quickening continues to advance, and in times when the celestial events, as this channel has been describing, as I have been working to bring to her awareness for many decades now, the celestial events add their energies. Think of it like a musical performance. Maybe it begins that musical performance with one or two musicians on stage. But when you add in the amplified energies of the celestial energies, it's like having an entire orchestra or multiple orchestras and symphonies joining together all on that stage. The same song being played, the same choreography playing itself out. Until it becomes like a cacophony of this immense energy. Yes, it is what you do with it. It's how you use that energy and align with it that is most important. And so practicing the sacred pause wasn't just for last month or this month or during this time period when these energies are building and building and building and the peak, the crescendo, will be at the time of these energies that are building now, of the celestial energies that are bringing forth this orchestra and orchestration of amplification now, will peak at the time of the midway point between the equinox and the solstice. The energies will peak, they will not be gone, they will not be dissipated, but they will peak during this time. And all of the energies of the quickening, which are also continuing to accelerate, and it is not just a slow little trickle of acceleration. One of the things that you are becoming aware of is that it seems that the more things quicken, and the more the quickening advances, there's almost an exponential element or aspect to it. And especially once certain points have been reached, and this is a point of that. 
where the quickening will be advancing in exponential ways. And practicing the sacred pause isn't just a communication technique for communicating with each other. It's also for communing, connecting with the spiritual, the spiritual world, those of us in the spiritual world. Pausing to connect is how I ultimately defined it. And you choose whom that connection is with. Pausing for any amount of time. Anyway, I'm not going to repeat the things that I said then, but I'm going to ask you to go deeper with the practice of it. And not just put it in your toolbox as one of the spiritual practices and spiritual tools that you have to work with today, right now, and during this peak energy coming up. But going forward as one of the spiritual tools and practices that's in your toolbox for always working with, aligning with, staying in alignment, staying connected no matter how much the quickening advances, no matter how it is impacting you, no matter how it is moving you, it is moving all of you, literally affecting your movements. This is one of the reasons why you feel increased action and many are interpreting it to increase action. It literally is affecting your movement, even, yes, the planet's movement in the space-time continuum. It's a very real thing. Some of it your scientists understand. Some of it they can only measure once it has already happened. And some of it is not understood at all yet. There are theories, but not real understanding, not real revelation and realization. It also means that the virtues be integrated more into your daily lives practiced more and more in your daily lives. If there's something that there needs to be more, 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 more of, it is the heart, the heart connection, the heart communion, as I spoke of in the beginning of this message, the aligning of yourselves, the balancing of yourselves, which practicing the sacred pause can be one tool and instrument of, along with many others, sacred spiritual practices. And there is this opportunity that you all have today. This opportunity that you have to use the virtues in whole new ways. There are things that your ancestors knew about them 
that have been lost, but that can be returned to you. As you practice them and live them, you realize them. They don't have to be something that is taught to you from externally. All of it can come through and can be returned through realization. The realization of the virtues helps you to live them day in and day out, to function from them, not to where you have to think about the virtues and then bring them in. When they are realized within you, when you have practiced them so much and used them and centered your life around them so much, they become your realization. You are all living, acting, speaking, doing, being, existing out of your realization, from and through your realization. So once something becomes fully realized within you, then it is that effortlessness that you all seek. You live from your realizations, even more than from your beliefs and your ideologies. And when you don't have very much realization, because everybody has a different amount, and everybody has realization on different levels and to different degrees and about different things. It is important to expand your realization and be much more well-rounded in your realizations. Everyone is in a different place uniquely in their journey with where they are at in their realization. And so when there is not realization about them, then yes, it needs to be taught, discussed, thought of. You need to think about the virtues and remember them and literally choose, use your free will, this powerful sacred gift of creation and co-creation that you have called free will. Use your free will to choose to live in alignment with them, to fill yourself with them, to have them imbue and imbibe every part of you until they become your full realization, the full realization of your consciousness, of the virtues. There is a synergy that begins to happen There are the virtues individually, and I have been speaking about them individually, and I will speak about them individually again. But for today, I wish to say more about the synergy of them. Because that's what is also helpful in dealing with these energies now and these stages of the quickening that are forthcoming.
that will be happening in the near future and in the long-term future. When you are using the virtues from a place of realization is when you set the entrainment pattern with them. This is the goal. And when you are living in realization of the virtues, applying them through your realization, just day in, day out, through your way of being, your way of thinking, your way of life, and they are imbibing your belief system and guiding them, because beliefs should not ever be considered to be more important than the virtues themselves. Virtues should always be applied because they are directly of the divine and they are the direct energies of the divine they are the energies of creation and they are the energies of divine energy for co-creation of heaven on earth. They must be applied to all that you do and to all that you think and to all that you believe. So if you believe something that is taught to you and that is passed down to you, and that belief is contradictory to the virtues, then that belief may need to be realigned. Instead of ignoring the virtues or sacrificing the virtues in order to enhance the belief, it needs to be reversed. A shift needs to happen there. Many, many, many shifts need to take place as you spiritually awaken and you spiritually advance further, which is one of the greater purposes for the highest good of all as to why the quickening is happening in the first place, yes. When your virtues and the way that you are living the virtues in realization and applying the realization, the practice, the application of the virtues to your beliefs and to your belief systems, to your religions and your religious systems, which ultimately are all part of the divine. But the virtues, this divine energies, these divine qualities of God, in any way that God can be defined and perceived and in all ways as the source of all sources, lover of all souls. 
cause of all causes, the all that is. Omnipresent, omnipowerful. Regardless of what divine name you choose, those names, they all represent different qualities, regardless of what language is used. Because there is nothing that is not of these energies. There is nothing that is not in these energies. There is nothing that is not of the divine that is not in the divine. But there is free will. And the choice not to operate in such a way. The choice that you can make with your free will to... Ignore, deny, suppress. Illusions that you can truly separate or disconnect. But they are only illusions. The veils, they are also illusory in nature. The veils that you feel separate the spiritual world and the material world, they don't separate them. There is no separation between them. The veils are penetrable, always. Especially at certain times, yes. When energies are aligned in certain ways, yes. When you align your energies in certain ways, always. Just like the oceans. You perceive them as if they separate the land masses of the world. But they do not separate the land masses of the world. The land masses of the world are all connected. Always, at all times. Through the core of the earth, the crust of the earth, through the ocean floor. And they do not separate. If anything, it is enhancing the energetic connection between them. The other term that I use for the quickening and have now for some time through this channel being the great shift of the ages. It's also a shift it is a shift in your consciousness. A shift in your realization. Not to see through your physical eyes only. Not to perceive and base all of your perception through your thoughts and your thought field only. 
as there are, yes, many thoughts that are in your mind that you do not need to think, that are not helpful for you to think. And your mind does not have to be in control of you. You are meant to be in control of it. You are not your mind. You are not your emotions. You are not your body. You are an eternal spirit soul here having this human experience on this human quest. You are the thinker of your thoughts, the feeler of your feelings, the inhabitor and the animator within your body. They are not who you are. They are not what you are. Your thoughts, your feelings, your body, they are not who you are. They are not what you are. They are sacred vessels, instruments, vehicles. For who you are as eternal spirit souls. and in your realizations of this true identity. The virtues can help you to realize your true identity more and more, practicing them, practicing living them, integrating them, synergizing them. In fact, the more you synergize them, the more you are living in the realization, speaking, thinking, and feeling through your thought field, your emotional field, and your physical field as awakened conscious souls. So I was speaking of there being a synergy, a dynamic synergy that takes place. Begin to synergize them by not just working with them individually, but by working with many of them at once. And for the sake of a spiritual practice that I want to give you for right now, I encourage you to combine and synergize the virtue of humility with the virtue of patience and the virtue of surrender with the virtue of faith. Humility, patience, surrender, and faith. These are all virtues that you're all familiar with to some amount, to some degree. I, of course, have spoken about each one of these in some of my previous transmissions through this channel on these subjects of these virtues expanding and redefining in some ways what each of them ultimately means. So I encourage you to work with some of those expanded definitions if possible. 
but let them expand in you. Not just your idea of them, not just what your beliefs are about them. Allow the virtues to inform your beliefs, not the opposite. When you allow your beliefs to take precedent over or to inform the virtues and the practice of the virtues, there can be many things that happen. Synergy is not one of them. Even energies that have nothing to do with what the virtues are and what the virtues represent can come about, especially if those beliefs are not virtuous to begin with. And remember, apply the virtues. Apply them. It's time to encourage you to take these four. Not over the course of just these next four weeks, but at any point in time in which anyone wants to work with them. This is not something that is just limited to this time and this time only, but it is a very opportune time, nonetheless. Work with them individually, yes. Think, contemplate, yes. But allow them to move in you. Practice them. Allow them to synergize in you. There are no words in any of your living languages. The living languages being the languages that are still being utilized on earth. is what I mean by that reference. To describe what the synergy of the four of them creates. But you can experience it. I don't have to describe it to you. You can experience the synergy of them. And I can tell you that the more that they come together and synergize, and then more and more and more, transcendent may actually be one of the words. Ascension may actually be one of the words. But those, you, those words are also being confused and those words are being used in ways that don't necessarily apply to the way that I am meaning them and the true meaning that I am choosing them for and choosing them to represent.
the synergy of the virtues. Bringing them into your realization. When they synergize in your realization, you set the entrainment pattern. There's only so much that you can understand at this point in human development and human awakening about entrainment. More will come as you are all ready to really use that power because it is very, very powerful. And it is a power that is real and is happening. It is occurring all the time. Entrainment is happening all the time. It is a phenomenon in all energy fields. But becoming conscious co-creators and setting an entrainment pattern, being the ones to consciously set the entrainment patterns, you must do it from the highest place. Or else it is simply an abuse of power. It is done for control and manipulation. And there is already enough of that happening in this world. Consciously and unconsciously. And yes, there are those that are trying to consciously and unconsciously, especially the ones that I concern myself most with, are the ones that are intentionally doing so. Intentionally setting entrainment patterns for what it is that I'm describing as accelerationism. Thinking that your interpretation, your ideology, your belief system, whatever it may be, can be imposed in such a way so as to force the entrainment pattern and to force things to happen even faster in a way that you think you can control. This is what accelerationists do. This is what accelerationism is. There are those that are participating in it intentionally, but most who are participating in it aren't participating in it unintentionally. And it is not just a polarized thing. It is not just happening with people in one faith or religion versus another. It is not just happening of people of one political party or political stance versus another. It is happening across the board. There are people in all faiths and religions practicing their own versions of it. And there are people in all political persuasions, regardless of what your ideologies are, they are 
practicing their own versions of it. Thinking that you can, again, either consciously or unconsciously thinking this, and consciously or unconsciously believing that you can take your own beliefs, your own ideologies, and force them, and enforce them, imprint them onto others and onto society and onto even the way that the ecosystems are functioning. In some ways, there's a profound direct way that humanity is imprinting an entrainment pattern on the natural systems of nature. In some ways, the collective of humanity serving as accelerationists to accelerate something that it is not in balance, it is not in harmony, it does not bring peace, balance, harmony, it does not bring a life of virtue, it does not help to establish what you are all here to co-create, which is heaven on earth, by doing so. By doing so. Accelerationism isn't making the quickening go faster. You cannot do that. It is not something that free will of humankind has been given access to. It is something that your free wills have agreed to participate in and to be a part of and to experience as a part of this experience. Free will is involved in that way. Your free wills have chosen to play a role and do a part in co-creation. But it is ultimately being protected. You can't change what is happening with the shift of the ages. You can't change the quickening with your free will. You are not in control of it with your free will. And for this, be grateful. It is something to be immensely, immensely grateful for. It is something that is an act of mercy, grace, and blessing as to why it is the way that it is and why it is unfolding the way that it is unfolding. So you really truly cannot, no matter how much you may want to use your energy, your belief systems, your ideologies to enforce or to imprint onto others or force onto others, you really cannot make something happening that is not part of this protected divine order and divine plan that all of you have agreed to by coming here.
So even though the name accelerationist and accelerationism is being used, you really truly can't accelerate the quickening. So what is being accelerated? The imbalance. For example, amongst those in belief systems that believe in an apocalyptic ending to the earth, of which there is never an ending without a new beginning, I shall say. Nothing ever truly ends with the Alpha and the Omega. Those who are practicing accelerationism, consciously and unconsciously, with that being in their belief system, believing that they can enact things, choose things, to accelerate that and bring that about faster. It's not your choice to make. It's not your decision to make. There's nothing that human will, free will, can do in such matters regarding such things. Everything in the material world is temporary because this is the temporal realm. Temporal being time, the time-space continuum. That which is temporal and exists in the temporal is temporary. But you can also see over and over again, whether it's from the smallest on the quantum level of the tiniest of what you've been able to observe to the largest on the macro level, to the largest of what you've been able to observe in the cosmos and in the universe and beyond. You can see again and again, repeated above and below and within Infinity is also present within the temporary because energy always is. Because everything is energy. And as your laws of thermodynamics would explain, everything is energy that is neither created nor destroyed, especially by any anyone outside of the divine will being involved. That which is eternal is eternal. But using your energies in any way to try to accelerate it more, 
to try to take the quickening, take what is happening with the shift of the ages and all the ways that it is manifesting individually and collectively for all of you and impose upon it. the control that you want to have with your will over it and to impose upon others. It won't work to affect the quickening, but it will create incredible karma. What some people call sin or sinful action that returns. That is also called karma and karmic action. It returns. And it complicates so much. And it creates so much harm. And it brings you all out of harmony and into disharmony, dissonance, discord, disruption, division, divisiveness. And you all want to sometimes point fingers and blame, blame the other. Blame the other who doesn't look like you, or think like you, or believe like you. Or blame the other who is not the same gender as you. Or does not have the same orientation that you have. Both in your sexual orientations that you have, as well as just in your orientations to life and your approach to it, your lifestyles and your preferences and proclivities for living, to point to the other and to blame, well, this is not me, I am, I am not doing any of this action. I am not involved in any way in accelerationism or being an accelerationist. It's this people or these people or those people. Us versus them. Blaming the other. There is no us versus them. in truth and in realized virtuous living. And in love, which is the way of the heart. Love is the way of the heart. It's not just a virtue. It's a path. It's a way. It's a way of being, of doing. 
of existing, of moving and growing and thriving together. And it's a power, it's a force that unites you all together. That is the one heart that you share. Love is that force. Love is that force. So while you may not think of yourself as trying to consciously do anything that accelerationism and accelerationists do, there still be maybe may ways in which it's unconsciously and unintentionally manifesting in you. Meditate on all that I've described. When you get into polarized thinking, it's two-dimensional thinking. You're not even in three-dimensional awareness. You're not even in three-dimensional perception. When you're in polarized thinking, us versus them, and you look at all people and say, these people are good and these people are bad. And this is good and this is evil and project that onto because there is good and bad in everyone. Those two poles, they exist, the yin and the yang. They exist. The positive and the negative. And yes, those energies, they manifest as all dualities, all dualities. And that includes the duality of the masculine and the feminine energy. And you can blame one or the other or condemn one or the other. Or you can try to control one or the other. But it only works for so long before great imbalance and great karma occurs and yet opportunity thus will always and divine grace and divine mercy will always bring back the opportunity to balance it to heal it this is also a time to heal all of this yes to not continue to struggle with the dualities and fight with the dualities. But as they are intended, as they are created to be, to harmonize, to synergize, 
And when you apply the virtues, especially synergized, realized virtues, into any of this dynamic, you go into third dimensional consciousness, fourth and fifth dimensional consciousness. Yes, it's possible. Even though much of what is being defined as fifth dimensional consciousness being circulated around, much of it is actually what I would define as three-dimensional consciousness. That's how much and how extreme two-dimensional thinking has become. On the winter solstice of 2012, a great shift took place. A new dawn of a new era began, of which you're still in the early dawn, early, early dawn moments of a very, very large cycle of time completed and began anew. And on that day, I delivered a vocal transmission through this channel and I said the exact words of welcome to 3D consciousness, welcome to three-dimensional consciousness. Because it's when you shift into three-dimensional consciousness that then you're able to understand the other dimensions. You cannot access the other dimensions without being fully and completely able to master a three-dimensional consciousness. And to put it quite simply, two-dimensional thinking, two-dimensional consciousness is us versus them. It also is one-dimensional or two-dimensional consciousness to say everything is the same or everyone is the same or it's all the same because nothing is the same and no one is the same. All are one and all are unique. As unique as the fingerprint, as unique as the DNA. In fact, your fingerprint, your, your iris and your eye, your DNA within your genetic makeup, it manifests so completely unique. that there's another, not another one that is exactly the same. And everything is energy before it becomes matter. And so if that exists in matter, that exists in the energetic. Your energetic signature, the energetic signature of who you are, the energetic signature of your soul, the spirit soul that you are, the eternal spirit soul that you are. 
is unique. Not the same. Never going to be the same. But is never alone and is not separate. Not in the true meaning of separation. Meaning disconnected. Not disconnected. One with each other. One heart that you share collectively. As far as naming and describing the other dimensions in this 12-dimensional universe of which you are living, it's not time yet for all of that to be revealed. There's so much of it that you're simply not ready for. The more you've mastered 3D consciousness, that opens up the access. Because I've always said, one of the most special parts about the third dimension and why it's such a special place. A place to be loved, not condemned. but loved. It's because it's a portal dimension. Where a consciousness can reach and attain higher dimensional awareness and beyond. Beyond. The ultimate goal here is not even higher dimensional consciousness. It's fully liberated, fully enlightened consciousness. The dimensions are of the material world. Then there's all of the realms and dimensions of the spiritual world. And some of it can't be conceptualized. It would do great injustice to conceptualize it and try to reduce it into a single concept. These things don't need reduced. They need your minds opened in order to realize opening your minds more, opening your hearts more, your virtues informing filling and guiding your thoughts, words, actions, deeds 
your beliefs, all of it. But love, this is one of the reasons why you can't easily define it. The reason being, it's the force that exists in all of the dimensions of the material world and it is the power and the force of all of the realms and the dimensions of the spiritual world. It's all-encompassing. Many of you are focused on making the quality of it unconditional and that is important for the pureness of love. Remember also, it's all-encompassing. Meditate on that. I will end by asking you to meditate on that. On the all-encompassing nature of love. That's the end of the message. Let's just take a moment to say a silent prayer of thankfulness and appreciation for the message. And then we'll bring the process full circle by just doing the Adonai Elohim together real quickly. Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. And then we'll slowly start to bring ourselves up out of the meditation. I'm coming up out of the meditation and I feel like I need to share a PS that is added onto this where he was um, asking me to after he went silent to share what he was um, kind of describing to me in addition to what he was saying so like sometimes it's like different tracks um, there's the track that the vocal was coming on and then there's also 
other things that I can even be clairaudiently hearing or be being shown clairvoyantly um, or just knowings that are coming through. So, and then some things as he was lifting up also as his energy was lifting up and out. So what he was showing me, telling me, and helping me feel, understand is that one of the ways in which um, you know, people who are on a serious spiritual path even right now, some of us may be participating unconsciously in um, the accelerationism is by trying to force that awakening to happen faster because we're in a hurry to hurry up and get out of the 3D or in a hurry to, um, you know, hurry up and get out of this world um, and out of the th out of the 3D, you know, life um, and the human human life and into that 5D or whatever other way people are defining it. The angels don't use those terms very often. Uh, in my channeling work um, because they feel like there's too many concepts involved and too much conceptualization of it that we don't understand and we we're actually reducing it through some of that conceptualization and what he just described. So what he just described um, about two-dimensional consciousness and awareness which was, which was beautifully said, beautifully said. I could, uh, yeah, I can't even can't even describe what he was just saying. Um, but what he was saying, what, what I was getting, the additional part of it is, you know, whether it's out of enthusiasm, whether it's excitement, whether it may be, you know, the, whatever the motivation may be behind it, maybe it's because we're, you know, having a hard time with just the overwhelming energy of this place and what you know, the, how human life can be overwhelming, whether it's emotional reasons or whatever reason, we can be trying to force that. So it's like a forceful, like right? we're trying to force uh, something to happen faster, like take that quickening, which we ultimately can't change the pace of, he said to us, but we're trying to force, like we're using, we're using force and it's not a virtuous force. <laughs> it's not a virtuous force. We're using the forcefulness um, to try to make that happen faster and I believe that he's advising us not to do that like things are happening fast enough on their own we can just align with it move with it it's kind of like a sailboat right like but like now right now in fact right now I'm seeing an image of a sailboat with like you know if we if we just align like line with lighten a sailboat up with the winds right those the quickening is like those winds that are blowing that we can't change them and so we just kind of like line the boat up with the winds and put the sails up. You know, that's what spiritual life and spiritual practice is. If we, we will move, we will be moved and we will move to action and inaction, all those things that he was saying. So we will get, we will uh, get there as fast as we are meant to get there in a way that's more stabilizing instead of destabilizing. I've been feeling this a lot lately. Um, I was aware of it during the time that he was speaking of a few times too. That was one of the other awarenesses that I was having is um, the destabilization of the energy fields both around us and our, our body uh, and the impact that it has on our health and then the impact that it has on our relationships and our communities and our nations and you know that the, and then the impact that that destabilization happens on the world um, and so the spiritual path uh, is often being described as a path where we move in harmony, we move in balance, 
um, we move in thus stability uh, in creating true stability, which security comes with that kind of stability um, and uh, not enhancing or adding to the instability in any way. So it's very mind-blowing, actually. <laughs> ah, mm. Of course, this very, very beautiful, all-encompassing love that he's talking about here at the end, which brought a tear to my eye. All right, so now um, anybody wants to type a comment in, even if your comment is just to say goodbye, uh, or type in to the Q&A box um, any questions that you have, now's the chance to do that. And then we're going to actually get off with each other because that was a long message. I have never have any idea. I tried to get through the intro as fast as I could, but um, didn't never have any idea how long he's going to actually speak for. So, um, But I will look into the box here, see what came up. Uh, what about people who are romantic who are in a romantic soulmate relationship? Is this a time that maybe we might find or meet up with that special person? Oh, people who are not. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it seems like it's also accelerating that, right? The, in the new shift that he talked about in the last message. So if you haven't heard that one, um, he references it here. It's the, conver it's the message that he speaks about, the sacred pause, uh, where he talks about that. So um, yeah, he, he does mention that it also can accelerate meeting um, meeting. Up up with that twin soul or, or, or soulmate. Mm -hmm. And then um, Mara writes, uh, I'd like to ask you if Archangel Michael, what happens if someone incarnates twin soul is in the on the angelic realm and the incarnate one wants and needs to disincarnate to be with her twin in higher realms as her life is too lonely and sad here on earth. That would be a good um, question for maybe a private session to have. Um, I would like to do a series where I give him permission to just speak on this subject because of course it's such a, a subject of so much so much interest in our lives, right? To speak on the subjects of more of soulmates and twin souls. Um, but uh, there sounds like there's some specific things in there that might be good in a, a, a private session to ask. And hopefully in the future he is going to be speaking more on these subjects, so maybe it'll come up. Um, and then Christy says, thank you. Thank, Archangel Michael, very helpful. Love you. Love you too, Christy. Thank you so much. Um, thanks. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate it. Yes, yes, he is a great teacher. Um, message resonating with so much thanks so much gratitude thank you and then how do you tap into the third dimensional realm or how do you tap into it um well i think he's giving us some examples right like getting out of that two-dimensional thinking just into instead of you know them or it's like them and right them you know you and me them and us right uh, even just shifting that to an or from an or to an and I felt like he was talking about that you know just shifting that um, yeah so thank you so much thanks Sandy thanks Marianne I think you got your one of your questions answered there at least a little bit um, good night good night and I don't remember one of the, the four virtues Archangel Michael asked us to practice humility, patience, oh, surrender. Uh, it was actually in that order. So the order was humility, patience, surrender, and faith. And I felt that the order was quite, very specific for some reason. There was some um, reason why he mentions them and puts them in that order. Uh, so it was humility, patience, surrender, and faith were the four. 
And nice to see you, Fabian. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right. And thank you for all of you who, again, participate live. It's, it's a special experience. I feel everybody energetically connecting. And um, so if you want to make any question or comment, just click on the Q&A uh, and write it into the Q&A box. Uh, now is the time because I'm going to be logging off here for all of us. So anything else in the Q&A box? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Diana. Appreciate that. Blessings. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Sandra. You're welcome, Susan. Good night. Yes, good night. Blessings. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Blessings, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Going to end the recordings here. Uh, you'll all be emailed. You'll be emailed when the um, when it gets put up in the podcast. Okay.